It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it is time for another NFL in London podcast. It's Wade and Ryan here. It's the last game of the London games. Last one, man. The last game for someone to shred an ACL, basically. On the the concrete. On the field of dreams. Yeah, on the concrete field of dreams. Uh, So... Yeah, it should be a good. Actually, uh, the, this one it looks like it might not be a sellout. Like, it looks like a lot of tickets still. There's available. a lot of empty, a lot of empty seats. Yeah, which is actually surprising. Like, I mean, like it doesn't. You would have found that the Atlanta game would be the the least popular, but I guess it's Twickenham. I guess I think the I AFC, think it'll still yeah. be quite full. I think it'll still be quite full. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. Obviously, we we get co- contacted by people here, and, and tickets are you know I've seen tickets as low as fifteen quid. Uh, for, um. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fire gonna, sale. It's going to be an interesting game, obviously. And unlike last week, where the temperature was like 24 degrees and sunny, it's only going to be like nine tomorrow. Um, so the weather obviously will play something. That weather's playing the fact in a lot of things. Well, wait, it's October. It's football weather now. That's the weather it should be. It's it's, gorgeous, it's, it's, it's pumpkin spice weather. weather let's Ryan. start it's, getting let's yeah. start getting into the into the the cold where the team starts struggling now. The the weather starts taking over. Well, yeah, because you have those first few weeks where it's like, oh, my God, it's 115 Fahrenheit in Miami. And now it's like, oh, it's 75 Miami. Let's go play there. Um, You are getting some cold. And it was was quite obvious watching the the Kansas City game, um, which was a very low scoring game. But the the wind and the weather did play. You know, we first get that first week of weather. People are like that. Ooh, I should put on extra socks. And it always seems the scores take a little bit of beating. Um, but yeah. we'll get into the London game. Let's talk about that, uh, the Denver game. Uh, you know, low scoring game. Uh, Denver, it was it was like 16 nothing with like four minutes left until Denver <laughs> finally comes back. Uh, ugly game. Uh, but, you know, you can't say ugly if Tay Tay's there. But um, yeah. all the girls were there. Um, all the girls. You know, uh, yeah, but it was a, it this was... was a game there. Denver actually could have won it, you know, um, near the end. But, you know, Kansas City. Ugh, it's sort of a they eke out an ugly win in this one, but it's still it's still get the win, and Denver continues to free fall. Yeah, it was again, it was like another ugly Kansas City win. You know, Mahomes had a really ugly interception uh in the end zone around there. Again, it's just been this thing right now, and it just feels like they'll probably sort it out, but right now it just feels like they I can't believe I'm saying this, but they actually look like they're missing Juju Schuster. Like they yeah. have literally nobody to be mm. that no uh, outside of Kelsey, right? If Kelsey goes down, which yeah. is already nursing this little ankle injury, which could come back at any time, they could be in big trouble. The only thing is they have a really good defense uh mm. for them, which is something kind of they've always had like an average defense, but this time feels like they have a like a great defense this year. But it feels more like it feels like uh, Sean Payton's just tanking. Like he's just like, listen, I'll deal with Russell. We'll just let him bomb. Like he's he was ninety five yards Russell yeah. at the end of the game. Like that is unacceptable at any stage of of football. So to me, it feels like Sean Payton's just like, listen, I know it's going to be crap for one year. I'm going to bomb. I'm, it's going to be bad. Then we're going to cut. They're going to have like a hundred million dead cap next yeah. year. But I think they're going for one of the top quarterbacks. Like Sean Payton, that's his only move. He's not going yeah. with Russ again. Like it feels like this might be the last game, last season of Russ's career. Because if they cut him, like who's going to pick him up? Yeah, right? no, I like, mean him and Colin Kaepernick start their own league. 
he's not going to take a pay cut. Like Russ no. is like a ego mate. Like, like he does no, like, He's not going to believe that he's lost it. He's just not not that guy. So he's going to want like forty million. People are going to be like, no. He's going to be like Wentz, just sitting there, and he'll yeah. never retire because he'll. And maybe someone, but again, I don't see how anyone's going to want Russ, especially. He just looks slow, like the old Russ, where he just avoided all these, all the like, the scrambles, and that's what made the deep ball. And he doesn't have any of it this year. So I mean, stats wise, he 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 is playing better. I mean, when you look at it well, on his stats, he's playing better than he was last year, but still not good enough, and not good well, enough. Well, when to you're get a always win. when you're always playing from behind, your stats are going to be better. Like Blake Bortles made a career out of fourth yeah. quarter garbage yards, and people would be like, "Wow, you know." Break Bortles through for 35 touchdowns, then you look like 27 of them are in the fourth quarter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. It's very it's tough bad. for the Broncos. And, and it does feel like Sean Payton is just sort of calling it in at this point, just because it's like, uh, but there are no wide receiver options. And you talk about Kansas City, they do need a wide receiver. You see Van Jefferson getting traded away. Uh, you know, Kansas City start looking to go, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, Tony's not working out. Maybe, maybe we should pick up a little speedster. Well, yeah, again, because you can see that De- Denver is going to probably be looking to be sellers now, like get mm-hmm. some more draft catapult. They got Jerry Judy, who's getting basically shit on by yeah, Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. I just love how everyone's just now all the, these ex-players just I think there's just such resentment. There's no the positivity. Maybe, like, there's no support from it. It's all. Well, I think there's there's a bit of like because of the whole social media aspect of it. Yeah. Right. Because you also have to be kind of sensationalist to get noticed nowadays so people are just gonna start talking so much shit about each other that it's yeah it's 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 ugly it's getting ugly out there and steve smith like of all people should know that like he was yeah. always doubted and and now he's sitting on yeah, trashing jerry judy like right to it's just it's sad when you watch it and it's like i don't even think steve smith's that interesting of a of an no. analyst but like it's just he's just a mouth like he was in when he played like he was a great player but Nobody cares about like talking shit about the younger generation. Give us like actual why it's not working. Don't just say he's ass. And then you got like Rodney Harrison calling Zach Wilson garbage on. Mm-hmm. It's like what is going on? Grow up. These guys got to grow. I think they're just jealous of the money that these guys are making now, and they're pissed because <laughs> Steve Smith, like the his whole contract is probably less than Jerry Judy got for uh, <laughs> being a rookie. I mean, it could be. It is, and it's. It is your point. It's like, why be so negative? You know, like you were that guy too. You know, you yeah. don't have to, and it's not clickbait. You don't you don't need to do this for oh, I gotta get more followers. Um, how about I think support- it's partly that. I do think it's partly that. It I is, think but it it is. be supportive of people. Be support you played in that game, you know that people are crapping on you, you know how tough it is. So, you know, say, Hey man, I've been there. I think you know, there is that it's sort of that Fox News kind of like, oh, let's rip it yeah. apart. And you need the to skip see- Bayless's and the Stephen A. Smith who started created this monster that that we all have to deal with now. It's I was watching part of ESPN and an American feed of it, and they had part of this, and they had a couple of women I can't remember the name, but it was there was nothing positive. It was no positivity. It was all negativity, calling people names, making fun. It was like Dan Orlovsky's anniversary, and they kept bringing it up and making fun of him. It's like you know what, and you could see he's awkward with it. It's like why are you trashing on someone? You know, and if we really want to spin it around, any of you people ever play football? You ever play football? And and any of these broadcasters, none of them have. They should STF you. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> let's get into London. I try not to swear. Uh, well, hey, you're going to be swearing if you're a London fan. 
Baltimore is three and two, and they're coming in uh, to visit a Tennessee who's two and three. Man, things are ugly for both of these teams. Uh, 41 points the over-under. Baltimore favored by four. They lost to Pittsburgh last week by their own fault, dropping balls, making things just not happen. Tennessee, oh, man, they've really got to get this together after another loss. Um, Everyone, I I haven't really seen much of the teams being here or anything like that or any news of it. Um, (laughs) It's the complete opposite than when the Bills fans are here. That's all you saw. Yeah, there's nothing. you You wouldn't even see a Ravens fan if you tried, basically. I've actually seen more stuff like uh, about the NHL uh, coming up next next <laughs> week in Europe in London than I did about the NFL. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is our last of our three games, but it just seems like there's a bit of, you know, it's sort of waning now. The weather is going to be cold for this one as well, folks. Um, it's going to be uh, eight or nine degrees. And also, if you are going out after the game, the Rugby World Cup is on and England is playing on Sunday. France is playing on Sunday. Four o'clock and eight o'clock games. So if you're going to go out afterwards, you'd be hard pressed to find a sports bar playing NFL. Ryan, what do you think about this one? Baltimore four point favorites in this one. I well, it's tough. I'm, I mean, every time you pick a game, it's the Vrabel is an underdog. Vrabel is an underdog. So so good in these positions, mm-hmm. and I think you have Baltimore coming off just an absolute disaster of a game with like drop passes, block punt, like everything was going wrong for them. They just seem a bit of a mess, and and the Unfortunately, the London game is not the get-right game because no. it, it just messes with everyone. No one ever seems to be able to get it going. So I don't anticipate this, even though I, I need Lamar in fantasy to do something for me. I just don't see this being that game. I just think the players just don't. I think you're asking like twenty-year-olds to like to basically like be responsible, millionaires to be responsible and get good sleep. And I don't think yeah. any of them will. To be honest with you, I think they're all going to just go. They don't. They're not used to it. I think it's just going to mess with everyone. But I think if any coach is going to have it, I think Rainbow is going to be able to pull this off. I'm going to go with a little Tennessee upset. Even though I think Baltimore is the better team across the board, Yeah, I just kind of feel like this could just be one of those tricky games that that, that where, you know, I think Tannehill's been to London a bunch of times uh, with Tennessee and Miami, I think he's been. So he's been there. I don't think Lamar's ever been. I think this is Lamar's first Yeah. London game. So the fact of that, that's why I'm going to take. I think Tennessee's been here before multiple times. So I'm going to go 23 to 21. I'm going to go Tennessee. A little upset. 23 21 and hitting the over. Um, oh, hello. I am definitely not hitting the over on this one. And, you know, Tennessee didn't come into town until Friday. Um, I, I can't. Well, they're doing that now. Oh, I didn't know that. Now I want to change my bet because that's what Buffalo did. So I, I can't. <laughs> I'll see keep the, it the same. I I can only see this really being field goals. I, I you know, I've got this as like a under ten points by halftime before halftime. I've got it twenty two thirteen, um, for Baltimore. I'm just not good, uh, not a good game. <laughs> but I've got Baltimore to cover the spread. I, I just think that you know, after losing last week, there's more on on Baltimore to to get this right. You know, Tennessee has had too many issues. Their offensive line has had too many issues. And and despite the injuries, I think that Baltimore and it's I, I trust Lamar more uh, in terms of this, uh, you know, coming down here. So, um, yeah, I've got a really low scoring game. Uh, the game is at 230, folks, uh, but I've got it. Yeah. Baltimore winning uh, and covering the spread. We move into our one o'clock slate. And boy, there's some not good games this week. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's another one of these so we got washington at uh, is two and three at atlanta three and two washington obviously losing to the bears last week 
Atlanta gets their first win. They're two and a half point favorites at home with an over under of 42. Um, yeah, Atlanta Ritter finally has a game where he steps up. They're, they're not relying on the run as much. Uh, but Washington offense really couldn't get it together against Chicago last week. And now they're going to face an Atlanta defense who is even tougher. Um, how do you like this one in, in terms of, you know, you, I know you're not big on, on the Falcones, uh, but it's in water. It's in Atlanta, uh, cheapest tickets and the cheapest food, apparently in all of the, uh, stadiums. How do you like this one, Ryan? Oh man, this is that thing. Uh, I don't, I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going back to, to the well. I think at least I just have no faith in, in Sam Howell and Washington. Uh, I actually have no faith in either of these teams right now, to be honest with you, but I, I'm going to go with like, who's got the most, the dynamic player on the field and that, and that's a Bajan. And I'm, I think you just see, just feed this guy, just give him the ball. Pitts got involved last week, which was good. They got to yeah. keep using him. Like, that's the thing. It's about, like we said last week, it's about stacking victories. And if you go from like a 300 yard good game and then come back and throw like 150 and three picks, then it's so deflating because yeah. you need to get another one. So I think the fact that maybe Ritter's got a little bit of confidence, this uh, Washington defense can be scored on. It gets yeah. scored on all the time by everyone, even though they have this great front four. It's never they're going to be able to put a bit of pressure on on Ritter. They don't have a great offensive line, and Chase Young is kind of getting back to to his old form. So I think they can make Ritter's life a bit a bit messy. But mm-hmm. I just don't see I don't see how moving the ball that well. I think it's again this could be one of those low scoring games. Um, but to me, close to field goal probably wins it near the end. I think they're pretty evenly matched teams across the, across the board, really. Yeah. So I'm going to go 2017 uh, for the Falcons to to kind of pull off a little win. But I don't see Ritter being a great game. But as long just don't have a have a horror show out there and just survive this one, get the win, and move on. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I've got it 20 to 18 again, Atlanta and. It comes down to, you know, Ritter looking better last week. Also, the fact that, you know, how Chicago was able to shut down Washington. And I think Atlanta obviously has a better defense than Chicago does. Um, looking at the secondary from Atlanta, they've, you know, A.J. Terrell and Jeff Akuda have been pretty good at shutting down deep balls. I mean, Atlanta's not getting blown out. They're not getting, you're not ripping them apart with deep balls. So I think that they've got this, the shutdown to, to put Dotson and keep McLaurin in check. So it's going to have to be relying on Washington to run the ball, which is, they could struggle with 20 to 18. I've got it. Uh, Atlanta wins, uh, but I've also maybe got Washington to cover it. I just think it's just going to be crap. I just think it's going to be low scoring. I'm um, going on to the next one. We've got, Hey, Hey, let's go all the way to Chicago. Minnesota Vikings hey. are one and four. Is they're visiting the, the hottest one... team in football? Chicago, exactly. Bears. Chicago bears are one and four Vikings are favored by two and a half in this one with an over under of 44 and a half. Chicago gets a win last week. Uh, it was nice to get that win. Uh, but now, obviously, we're we're facing a Minnesota team that's also looking for wins. But, you know, Minnesota, there's talk of the fire sale. Justin Jefferson is now out, um, which, you know, Kirk Cousins is now going to have to rely on everything. Or is he auditioning just to play for someone else? Um, you know, Chicago. I don't, also, know. I don't know. The weather is supposed to be nasty in this one, too. Heavy winds, heavy rain. It's supposed to be very uh, windy and rainy and cold and, sh- and just crap. Um. So bearing that in mind, um, how do you think about this one? Ah, this is a tough one. Um, who do I like? Do I like that? 
tough for me to take Chicago. They just, again, Fields has had two great, two great games in a row. So, again, the weather's going to really kind of make that difficult uh, for to do it a third time in a row. But it's really good for him on the ground, especially in fantasy. If you got him, this mm-hmm. could be a big game to utilize him, definitely. Um, with Minnesota, it's just hard, right? They've lost Jefferson. They they're pre- It might just be one of those things where, you know, that the pressure to constantly like feed Jefferson the ball all the time by Kirk Cousins because he's going to be angry, doesn't have his contract. It might actually make Kirk Cousins a bit looser. Not that he'll be mm-hmm. better or anything, but he might just be like have a little weight. Just be, I don't have to feed Jefferson the ball. I can just spread it out uh, to anyone. Like KJ Osborne could be coming in, having yep. a good game. These are just big opportunities. Um, I, I think Minnesota probably wins this. I think I'm going to go with a little bit of that Cousins magic. This is Cousins at what one o'clock? This is his golden yeah. time. This is this is Kirk Cousins time football. One o'clock football, not, not prime time, not four o'clock. No. This is Kirk Cousins time, baby. So I'm going to go with Minnesota just because I think I think that Kirk's going to feel loose. I'm not, is he going to play great? Maybe, maybe, probably not. But um, I just think the Bears. Again, they're going to struggle to – they don't have really much of a running game, so they're going to have to just air it out. DJ Moore had that great game, but, you know, can you do it back-to-back weeks? And that, that might be tough. So at least they got Cole Komet moving, which is a nice mm-hmm. little uh, – he's been really good the last couple of weeks. But I, I still think Minnesota wins this. Uh, I'm going to go 24-20. Close game, though. I think it will be a you know, kind of fun game. I've got a bit of a close game, too. I've got a 23-20, to but it's for the Bears. Hey, hey. Um, look, I, Khalil Herbert's out, and we've obviously had to pick up. We signed Nathan Peterman this week. Um, Very, the man well, that's, can, the, the league cannot get rid of Nathan the, Peterman. The, 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 Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl strut is now finally on when you get Peterman. Um, there are a lot of injuries, uh, but I like Devon Foreman in this one. I think it's going to be a big running game. I think that favors the Bears, hopefully, in this one. Uh, I just, you know, I think that when you have this whole idea of fire sale and this whole idea that you know, uh, the team could be ripped apart and, 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 you know, split up for parts. I don't know. I think that, I think it gets to the psychology of the, everyone in the locker room there. And, and you sort of wonder is what is the future? And I don't know. I don't know if that's been fully communicated to the players. You know, are we, are we all possibly being sold off bit by bit? Yeah. Here? So I think Chicago, the, the motivation is there. Uh, Chicago, you know, you've had fields has had two uh, good games, you know, one loss and a win, but he certainly put stuff together. I can't see DJ Moore having a big one again, only because of the wind, um, unless you're doing some short passes, but I can see the running game working. I can see Cole Komet having a better one as well. Uh, 23-20. Uh, man, this one would have been a lot better a long time ago, but this one, 3-1 and one Seattle Seahawks visiting a 2-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Seattle coming off a bye. Uh, Bengals uh three-point favorites in this one, even though Seattle is coming off some fresh five, 44, 45 and a half points is the over-under. As we said last week, Joe Burrow finally started to look good. Jamar Chase was being fed the ball. Still some issues on that defensive side. So, and and Seattle's defense, you know, for all that's been happening, Seattle defense has actually kept them in some games. So they're visiting Cincinnati where the weather will be nasty. Um how do you feel about Cincinnati at home uh, taking on the Seattle squad? I think, I think it's a great game. This is going to be my favorite game to watch, definitely. Um, because you had Joe Burrow, who actually looked like Joe Burrow last week. and But again, it was against Arizona. So this feels like it's a nice little um, nice little match for for him. Especially you have Devin Witherspoon on, on Seattle, who's been great at corner. So he can 
you already have him and him and Jamar Chase are kind of at each other with DK Metcalf. They're kind of saying that he's going to shut him down after he had that big game. So to me, this could be just like a little old fashioned shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got uh, Seattle is coming off. Of, I think they had a bye last week, did they? Yeah, they did. I think they're coming off a bye. Yeah, so they've fresh. had extra time to pre- extra time to prepare. Um, I think Cincinnati is the better team. They got better weapons. And I think I'm going to go with Bengals to win this, even though I think Seattle could definitely pull this off. Um, but I'm just I'm going to be a believer in Joe Burrow that he's back healthy and he's feeling good. And I think he's pissed and he wants to kind of sh- put all the doubters wrong and just kind of go on a run like he did last year. So I think it's going to be a fun shootout. It's going to be a nice high scoring game. I'm going to go uh, 30 to 26 for the Bengals. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go low scoring again because of that weather coming in and, and the way that it's going to happen. I, I like Seattle here. <clears throat> I think that it's going to be tough for, I don't know. I think Joe Burrow last week is, is going to, you know, is going to struggle in these wins. I don't know if he's going to struggle again against that Seattle line. Um, his calf issues, I think are going to be some problems, but I mean, you look at you know, Seahawks, you know, they don't have a huge pass rush, but they're able to shut down a lot of the stuff in the secondary. Um, you know, their defense also worries me, Cincinnati. Um, I, you know, they haven't really had, as we talked about, like Kansas City's really improved their defense. Cincinnati's really just seemed to have been sliding more. And, you know, I, there's a lot of options for Pete Carroll to to play with here. It's very much a desperate game, uh, I find, for Cincinnati, where it's maybe not so desperate, but nice to get a win. So I've got Seattle to win this one, 21 to 18. Um, bit of a beat. The one that everyone's looking forward to, uh, Deshaun Watson apparently is injured, even though he's cleared to play. Apparently there's some tissue or some issues that he's having deep down. It has nothing to do with playing the 5-0 and San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> 49ers well, are 5-0. Yeah, it, it was weird, because right? last week, it just the injury just came out of nowhere, and now it's like multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's just, he's got a sore shoulder. He's just too afraid to get a massage. It's like, you need a massage. It's like, I'm not going anywhere near them. Uh, yeah. I can't be trusted. So I think Deshaun, again, without him, they're going, what, P.J. Walker, I think, is starting. Dorian Thompson-Robinson? I mean, I, no, I think it's P.J. Walker. I think, I think they, they are going to go for P.J. Walker. Um, so, and yeah. the fact that, again, you have a guy coming in off the bench, off the street for one week to kind of come in. P.J. Walker, he's been around. He's like he's like another, he's like the Josh Dobbs yeah. guy. He just always kind of sh- shows up. The Babadook, he just shows up every now and then around in October, plays a couple mm-hmm. games, and then, and then he's gone. Um. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I'm trying to think of what I like. I, well, I just the can't line see in this one started like yeah, six, the, six and a half or something. And there's no it started way at five and a half, and it went to seven. I, I I like Cleveland here. You know, I think if it was the other dude, just, uh, the what, triple barrel dames to win, no, to cover. Oh, okay. I like him to cover. No, I don't like him to win. But I've got the score twenty four to nineteen. Um, mm, no, I think I had it'll it, be. I think it's a low think, scoring game. The weather's going to be absolutely atrocious. Um, the Browns have that fast defense that's going to come at. So it's going to be, I don't yeah. know how they're going to get it across, but I've it's got, kind of feels I've got the them same to cover. The, yeah, it kind of feels the same as the Baltimore game a couple of weeks where it's like, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. If your offense can't keep up, you're yeah. going to get beat down. And I think the same thing is going to happen. I think as good as that defense is, when you're going three and out and you get tired in the third and tired in the fourth, that's when guys like McCaffrey break one. That's when they break your back and they, and they kind of take it. So I think with, with PJ Walker, as good as this defense is that you can't get, again, you're going against the best offense and the best defense in the NFL. 
So I just can't see how they can even keep it within seven. Um, so I'm going to go 27 to 10. I think it's going to be an absolute killing of a, a, a beatdown. I think the defense is good, but if you have no offense, what's the point of having a good defense? You can only do so much. Look at the Jets. And then eventually you break. You break. Yeah, no, I... I... I, I'm I'm on it at this point. You know, it's an emotional win. I think uh, last week for San Francisco 49ers is starting to look ahead. Seven points is a lot against Cleveland, uh, particularly the way they've been playing. You know, I, I I like them to cover in this one only because it's weather and the 49ers start looking ahead on this one. Um, going into Texans, uh, New Orleans is three and two after a beatdown of the Patriots last week. Houston lost an emotional game. They're two and three. Saints are favored by one and a half. Are we starting to see the Saints come finally start come marching in? You know, where everyone was worried about Derek Carr, his ability to, to check down the field, uh, hit the receivers, but he's been playing well. And CJ Stroud, still no interceptions. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, you know, uh, head offices are uh, ruining the fact that they didn't grab this kid because he's really shown a lot of poise. Well, he's uh, only and, one and head a, office, <laughs> really. Yeah. The first pick at Carolina. Everyone yeah, else. But I mean, but... The, 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 you know, I mean, what? Well, coaches around the league are looking at yeah, yeah. this kid. Uh, but the fact is, um, you know, you know, he's he's playing good football. Saints uh, coming into Houston. How do you like this one? Um, I like the Saints. I, I again, I don't think Derek Carr. I think he's been fine. I think he had a better game last week. But again, you're going against a Patriots team that just has just lack of talent, lack of everything, injuries. Uh, they just look defeated completely. So again. Is that a big win? Yeah, it was a big win. But uh, to me, it, I think they have a good enough defense that they're going to make Stroud probably throw his first pick. I can see that coming. Mm-hmm. The 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 fact that they're able to get a little bit of passing game go over the Lave. Michael Thomas is still kind of invisible. I don't think he's ever coming back to the old Michael Thomas days as much as everyone wants. And it's just about getting Kamara involved. Get, keep getting him involved. Move that ball. But again, you're gonna I'm going up against a team that just just goes out there and just wings it and just slings it. They don't really give a fuck. They're just going out there and they're just going to go for it. And I kind of like that. That's the fun way to play. So I definitely think they can keep it close. And I wouldn't be surprised if Houston won. But I am going to take... The Saints. I just think again, a top to bottom roster, the better, stronger defense, um, and you know, as good as Houston is, they're going to have slip ups. So, and they're going to sometimes they get you get a bad D and you get a bad game. So, I think this might be their bad game. Um, I'm going to go 27 to 21 for New for the New Orleans. Yeah, I'm with you on New Orleans on this one. I think you've got, you got Tunsil that looks like he's out. Tank Tell, who had a concussion last week. So he's not going to be coming back. Um, I think Olave, they're trying to rush him back, um, which would be helpful for New Orleans to be able to spread that ball around. Um, you, you know, they've got a short week. New Orleans has a short week. They have to play Jacksonville. Uh, so there, there might be motivation there. I I just think New Orleans is the better team here. You maybe get Kamara running. They might have some problems slowing him down. I've got it 24 to 18, low scoring game, still just on the over. Um but I don't know. It's it's one of those games. It's going to be sort of ugly. But New Orleans just seems to have a bit more pushing together now. They just seem to have got that motivation, especially after that loss uh, when the Packers came back to them. Man, this is a, another AFC South barn burner as the three and two Indianapolis Colts are visiting another nemesis of theirs, the three and two Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville got two of their wins in uh, in uh, London, and they're now favored by four points in this one. Been over under forty five and a half. 
one o'clock schedule in the East Coast. Anthony Richardson is hurt, but Minshew Mania is starting to kick in. Baby, um, back he never back. goes away. Um, so Minshew, I mean, you know, he's only twenty-seven. It's that's crazy when you think about it. It's only twenty-seven. Um, and but he's you know, an old soul. He's an old soul. He's, he's an, an old soul. School. That mustache is coming back. So I mean, this would be an interesting one. Um, you know, Jacksonville obviously coming down, coming back. They're back home technically. Uh, after the London games um, and two wins. How, how do you think they f- face off now that they're at home again, uh, facing off an Indianapolis team? I, to me, it's just like, I, again, these two teams always play each other hard. They're, it's always like a coin flip of who wins this. And I think the fact that Richardson's out and you go to Minshew, it makes no difference. It doesn't mm-hmm. to me. Like, Minshew just is the most competent backup quarterback in the league. And again, Jags are coming off a big win in London where they've been there for two weeks. So maybe there's a little bit of now they've been there for so long. They might be a bit sluggish because they've been there so long trying to get back into the into the state of things. Um, I, I'm going to go a little Indianapolis upset on this. Maybe I'm still bitter about the Jags <laughs> beating the Bills. And I'm no, just gonna, really? just, just be bitter and just take it out. But I, I actually just think these are just teams that always play each other hard. I think if Jonathan Taylor's back, have that one-two punch with um, Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really dangerous, especially if they get that movie. And then as long as they can get the rain gate going, Minshew should be fine. Yeah. So Jacksonville is a good team. I think it's going to be a close game. It always is, usually, between these two. So, uh, But I like a little, little – I know I love my Minshew. So oh, I'm going to yeah. go with a little Minshew 24 to 23. Just a Ooh. close one. Uh, yeah, I, I've got uh, Minshew Mania to cover as well. I mean, Jacksonville, it's it's emotional when you're coming back from those games. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about, and, and it was uh, just as a North American, you, you know how difficult it is when there's so much additives in the food. When you go back, your stomach gets screwed up. And I was talking with some other expats, but back and forth, like when I go back to North America, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. And I eat the food and I've got gut rot for like four days. I'm like, why can't I process all these starches and sugars? Because we don't have them in Europe. That's part of those things. And those young kids are also experiencing that. Well, Britain will, Britain will start getting them all back soon because we're not part of anything. It's like, we'll take your additives. We'll take your preservatives. So you're being Brexit negative, right? We, we don't know. Brexit we, don't, Britain. we don't know. <laughs> we, we want our additives. Uh, Chick-fil-A's opening. So I, yeah, I've got it. I got it 26-23. Um, I've got it over only because the weather I think will be okay. And I think I think Minshew is going to score some points and it's going to force Jacksonville to come back. I've got Jacksonville winning 26-23, but I've got an Indianapolis covering it. Um, I could see Indianapolis winning it though, but um, you know, putting up on them, it just it's I think it's too much for Jacksonville. Uh, we're off to Miami again in Florida, Central South Florida, but it's Carolina is oh and five. Dolphins thirteen and a half point favorites in this one, forty eight and a half point over under. Um, you know, you, you've had a few players knocked out. Devon on chain was knocked out last week, eh, but they still have lots of running backs that they can pull yeah. from in Miami. Um, it's very difficult for for Carolina in this one to try to come to even fight Miami yeah. in this one. How do how do you like this one? This is well, like, I mean, so what is it thirteen and a half? Thirteen and a half, yeah. Thirteen and a half, yeah. Again, like how can you see them compete? Like how can you see again losing our chain does hurt, but Mostert was looking amazing before our chain even came in. Mm-hmm. Or a Sean or whatever yeah. his name. A chain. So again, yeah. I don't think it's really that big of a drop off. Again, he's mm-hmm. been awesome. Uh, chain, but again, I think Mostert can step in. You still got two, you still got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. So it's and again, it's like as long as you can be able to move the ball, put up points. Bryce Young 
camera again. Giants were moving it, but they just kept. They had no offensive yeah. line, no protection. So maybe this is a game that Bryce can kind of keep it. I, I'm going to pick them to cover. Weirdly, yeah. I don't know why. I they, I just feel like Miami maybe could just have a game where it's not always going to be just shooting it down the field. So maybe they'll, you know, that this defense can be a little tricky. Yeah, you know, I think they are missing. Miami's got some offensive line issues. I think yeah. they got two guys out which could hurt them, especially in the running game. So that's going to make them have to pass it even more. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Dolphins 30 to 21. I think they're, they'll cover it, but I, it's too much, too high. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I've got them covering it. And it's for one main reason. The Dolphins have to play the Eagles next week. And yeah. I think sometimes when you look at those games, mentally you're like, oh, we've got to play the Eagles next week. And Man, you know, that'd after- be a fun game. After you get beaten up uh, by the Bills, you don't want to get beaten up because it shows if two tall, top teams whoop you, it doesn't look very good for the playoffs. No. Um, it, and particularly when you've got an Eagles team that we've mentioned earlier isn't as, as vaunted as they were before. So I could see Miami taking a big lead here. Carolina just it, itching out some garbage points, at least to come back. I, again, 30 to 18. Uh, Adam Thielen seems to be the only one he's going to throw to. Um, so yeah, I, I just think this is something here. I, I can't, I can't take that spread. It's just too much when Miami has so much to go for 13 and a half too much, the so 30 to 18. Hey everyone. Uh, so we'll get back to our late games in just a second. Ryan and I will look at the late games, but first we've got a special guest on his name is Gurmeet Sawney and he has developed the fantasy game day app. It's something we don't have in the UK. Uh, welcome to the program Gurmeet. Nice to have you on. Thank you for having me on. And and it's great. This is a, a uniquely British NFL app, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, as you said, it's uh, it's called Fantasy Game Day. It's an NFL daily fantasy football social betting app exclusively for fans in the United Kingdom who are aged 18 and over. Um, difference being with our app is it's not season long fantasy. Mm-hmm. So ours is daily. Um, in season long, you might start the season, you'll draft your team and you're stuck with those players for the whole season. If things don't go so well, you might trade some players with your league mates. But with ours, it's daily. So every week you pick new players and then there's a fresh slate the following Sunday. And it's only NFL, right? It's only so, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah, we we love the NFL. Um, We really want to to grow it even more in the UK than it already is. Um, So 18 months ago, we set about um, developing this app and we launched it five weeks ago. Amazing. Amazing. Now, a lot of people are going to say, hey, Gourmet, uh, sounds a lot like DraftKings. Explain how the difference is and why it's not DraftKings. Well, as you alluded to earlier, um, we're the only British app in the UK, uh, which and we solely offer NFL. Mm-hmm. There's no other sports on our app. We're not a sports book. We're, we're not a bookmaker. Um, we, we love the NFL. I can't stress that to you enough. And we've given 100% of our attention just to this sport. Um, also, our price structures work slightly different as well to what people may be used to with um, with other companies. So in our game, 20% of um, all our entrants are guaranteed to win cash prizes. And um, for those of your listeners who, who decide to join us, um, they will see that uh, the difference between the person winning and coming in the 20th percentile is a lot narrower gap uh, than what they may be used to. 
So, I mean, because that's one of the things. And I mean, obviously, I've worked with DraftKings. I work for DraftKings. And and one of the problems we had were American whales. But the good thing is with with this app, it's UK audiences only. So you don't have to worry about some pundit in Vegas fleecing you, do you? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, we didn't want to, to be in a situation whereby um, the winner gets the majority of, of the prize money. And we've also limited it to uh, five entries per per user. So it's £7.50 for, for one entry, um, limited to five, so that we don't have a situation whereby people are spending beyond their means and someone comes in and, and puts in so many teams and they're, they're sort of dominating the, the entries for that week. So it is, as you mentioned, £7.50 per lineup. Um, and so if people are looking at this, you guys are new, right? So the lineups, they have a pretty good chance at the start of it, right? Because, you know, everyone's starting to get this going. But explain how the 750 and, and how the prize structuring might work to, to the punters out there. Yeah, sure. So um, as I mentioned, the, the top 20% uh, of entries will, will win prizes. So for example, last week, we had 121 entries. Um, which meant that the top 26 all won money. And um, we base it on percentiles. So the top 1% um, will, will win 25% of the prize money. So what we saw last week, for example, was the top two teams won, I think it was around £91 each, and the person coming 26th won £20. So you can see that the gap there is quite narrow. And you're making your I, money back at least <laughs> and i think what um what people will also notice uh playing our game is that the way that we've priced our players and the budget that you get to choose your lineup is quite generous and the feedback we've got even from really experienced players in the uk is that they they're enjoying that so they can have a real lineup full of stars um it's quite feasible because we have a captain spot in our game uh, mm -hmm. which people who play the Barclays uh, Premier League uh, fantasy football will be quite familiar with. So you get a captain who earns you double points and quite feasibly you could walk away with a team with like Jamar Chase as your captain and Jalen Hurts as your quarterback and there's going to be some real superstars in your running back and, and wide, rece uh, wide receiver position as well. So unlike DraftKings where you're, you know, choosing some good players and then you're like, who can I get for 3,000? Uh, and you're skirting around trying to find someone. This is actually, you get some pretty good lineups like each one of them because you've you valued and priced these players that everyone gets a pretty good team yeah that's and that was a conscious decision from us we want to appeal as well to the established um daily fantasy player in the uk who's been doing it for years and, and knows all the players in the nfl but we also know that as as we move forward and the way that the nfl is is uh, growing in the uk we're going to be introducing a lot of new fans to our games um and they may not be quite so familiar with the you know, the fourth tier running back on on, on a team. Um, so we didn't want to alienate those fans as well. Well, it's good. It's sort of that edutainment because it allows people in to go, oh, I, I don't know who this, you know, Tank Bigsby is. Um, right. So, yeah, that's good. It allows. And so this has just been going, it's been going well for you guys, and hasn't it? Yeah, we started five weeks ago. So tomorrow, uh, this Sunday will be um, will be our sixth week and our game is called Sunday Stars. And it's it's already getting a great reception. Um, I've even had friends of mine who are new to the NFL and I, I go and drop my children off to school on the Monday morning and they're saying to me, God, that Raheem Mostert, he had a great game last night. And, you know, these are people who literally a month ago did not even know who Patrick Mahomes was. 
So we want to bring in new fans as well as the the pre-existing uh, audience. And yeah, it's been going really well and we're, we're working hard and we're, we're loving it. Well, then most importantly then, Gurmeet, uh, how do we get this app? Where, where are we going to find it? What, uh, what devices and how, how do you get this uh, so people can play along and make sure that for Sunday, for week six, you can play along on the, the Fantasy Game Day app as well? Please do, yeah. So if you head to our website, which is www.fantasygameday.app, on the website, you'll have the link to Apple App Store and Google Play Store. We're on both of those. Um, so yeah, please uh, download it and we, we hope that you love it. And also give us a follow on social media. Um, we're at fantasy underscore game day. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy our banter on that as well. Well, we look forward to all of our fans playing at Gurmeet Sani from the Fantasy Game Day app. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Make sure you check that out. Download it and start playing. You could win some money. That takes us into the late games not so many games going on obviously there's some buys and also teams coming off on buys we go uh first to las vegas where new england is one and four. Oh, good Lord. oh my god so funny so funny and they're facing a las vegas team uh who's also struggling las vegas also one and four raiders uh three-point favorites in this one 42 and a half how could the raiders be three-point favorites well it's after their win last week after they beat up on the green bay packers um mac jones is been a turnover machine. Bill O'Brien, um, man, you got to wonder what's going to happen with both bills, the, the O'Brien <laughs> and the Belichick, um, and then the Las Vegas team as well. So ugly, ugly. Well, the, the fact that your offense is worse under Bill O'Brien than it was under Matt Patricia is the most damning um, mm-hmm. indictment of what this team is doing right now. Part of me feels like Belichick's just throwing Mac Jones out there to embarrass him every week, like, like just to do, punish him. It's like, I don't want to play anymore. You're going to go out there and you're going yeah. to get your ass kicked for four quarters again. Um, yeah, they, they're just about, again, I will say this. I never the Patriots to win. I, I think yeah. this, I think Belichick's not going to lose this. I think he knows Josh McDaniels more than anybody. Mm-hmm. He's hired him like 20 times. Every time he gets fired, he takes him back. He'll probably take him back next year when he's fired. To be honest with you, he'll probably be back. So I think he knows Jimmy G. He knows Josh McDaniels. He knows that offense. Yeah. And this is Mac Jones, at least, is not going against like a good defense like the last uh, couple ones he went up against. So he's, he's got, not going against New Orleans. You know, this is a Raiders defense that can be beat. You do have Max Crosby who can make life hell. But I think Patriots also had that terrible loss last year. Remember the uh, Chandler yeah. Jones throwback to Mac Jones at the end? <laughs> Which was yeah. one of the greatest. Well, no, no, sorry, it was, it was Jacoby Myers threw it back, and then Chandler Jones like stiff caught, caught yeah. it and stiff arm Matt Jones. It was fantastic. Um, so I think Bill Belichick was super embarrassed by that loss. So I'm gonna go with a little Patriots upset. This Belichick's starting to now get like embarrassed. Two yeah, of yeah. his worst losses of his career, and I think he's got to rectify that with a win. Or it's people are gonna be like, is his job safe? Because I think it's gonna be for the first time ever. You're gonna be like, yeah. are they gonna fire Belichick? So I think if they win. I think it's ugly. I don't think either of these teams have an offense that can even score a lot of points. So I'm gonna go 17 to 14 for the Patriots. Uh, nice. Yeah, low scoring. I've got it. To- 21-16 for New England. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I see the defense in, in New England finally stepping up here. Something that the Green Bay couldn't do last week. Mac Jones, you know, there'll be checkdowns. It's the running game. Stevenson should have a good game in this one. Um, but, I, yeah, I can't see Belichick losing three. And if he does, then, yeah, something bad will happen to him. Um, 
hey, we head down to Tampa Bay where the Buccaneers coming off a a well-deserved uh, bye week last week, a little early in the season, but they're facing her at home, facing Detroit Lions, four and one Detroit Lions as a three and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions only favored by three in this one with a 44 and a half point over under. Uh, lots of, you know, you know, they had Amon, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown came in last week. David Montgomery helped them trample the Panthers. Um, and Jared Goff has been playing good football. You've also got a Tampa Bay team. Baker Mayfield has been looking good. They're coming off a bye week. He's got the wide receivers. They've got a bit of an FU mentality um, at home. How do you like uh, this game with three-point favorites for Detroit? Ooh, I like I like Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit. Um, again, even though Jared Goff technically always has kind of bad games like this on, on the not on the turf or in the, the four gets a good defense. So I think he's could maybe struggle a bit. Um, I just, again, Baker's a good little story, uh, but I think again, he always, he's going to have these hot starts, but he's going to fall back to earth. I think a bit, and he hasn't been like blowing everyone away. He's just been really kind of solid. Like he's mm-hmm. like kind of like first year, second year Baker, where he went to the playoffs. So I think they're a good enough team, but I think Detroit's just, got too many weapons and i think they're just really kind of dynamic the way they got the way sam laporta their tight end has yeah. just been like one of the best tight ends in football uh, outside of kelsey he's probably been number two they've been really finding ways to use him and they don't even need to be a gift what a waste of a pick it feels like montgomery's well, injured anyway great. too so i yeah. know but it didn't even well, when yeah. he was injured he wasn't doing anything so yeah it's just like just imagine what this guy if he's going to be amazing what he's going to bring to the offense yeah you know you got jameson williams back if i'm on st brown comes back i just think detroit's kind of feeling themselves especially knowing that they got a real stranglehold on that division right now if they can get yeah. a win here go to five and one like they could walk away with this division soon at this yeah. point, because it doesn't look like anyone else is even going to compete with Detroit for the division. So I think it's a big game for them. Um, as good as Baker's been, I'm, I'm going to stick with Detroit. Just the more offensive weapons, more firepower and a nasty defense as well. That yeah. can make Baker's life hell. Like Aiden Hutchinson has been a beast out there. So I like Detroit. I like Detroit to win 27-20. I think it's going to be a nice win. I, I There's some injuries on Detroit, which I think is going to make it a little bit more difficult on them. Um, and I mean, I think they, they've got the pressure with Hutchinson to be able to, to scare Baker, but Baker's been playing good. And it's just, you know, Mike Evans in practice, that could be something. Uh, but I still think that he's got a good, good enough receivers to keep chasing them around. Um, the weather, I think will play a factor in it. And I think them coming off a of bye will be there. I've got Detroit to win 20 to 18, but I've got Tampa Bay to cover the game. I think it'll be a low scoring game, but Tampa Bay stays in it, keeps it within three. Uh, who has been playing well? Some good football. The LA Rams. They're two and three, though. Arizona Cardinals has been plucky, I guess, but they're only one and four. Rams are at home and they're favored by seven points in this one. Do you not love the Dobbs? The total in the over-under really? is 48. Um, you know, Matt Stafford, he's got Cooper Cup back, he's got Puka Nakua, you know. Um, and you know, Josh Dobbs hasn't been horrible as a quarterback, keeping, you know, keeping the conversation of let's get rid of Kyler Murray out of there. Um Rams are at home though. Is this is this a good one? Seven points. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Again, if if they, it's good. Yeah. Cooper Cup's back. Puka Nakua. Their, their offense will be fine. They'll be able to move again. The offense hasn't been like mind blowing. The mm-hmm. offense has been pretty solid. They're not putting up like thirty or forty with these weapons. And and Arizona is just that plucky team that all keeps yeah. every game kind of close. So seven's too much for me. Again, this is a divisional game. These two teams know each other. They played each other. 
Um, but if I, I think Connors has a bit of an, they're dealing with a lot of injuries too. So I don't know if he's going to, yeah. So that really kind of hurts. Um, the fact that Cooper cups back just makes them so much better, but I think Josh Dobbs can keep it close, but I think, um, yeah, I think the Rams are definitely better. They can move the ball. So I'm going to go Rams, uh, 26 to 23. I'm going to pick the Arizona. I think they're going to cover. I think Arizona's going to cover as well. The line just seemed to be everyone going nuts. Like the Vegas line jumped from like five to like seven. And it's like, I don't think nothing's really changed to make it that much. Arizona has not been embarrassed. You know, when you look at how they played against Dallas, definitely not embarrassed. So um, the Rams, I think there's a lot uh, of hype on it. I think the Arizona Cardinals defense can keep them in it. I've got it 30 to 25, a lot of score in this one uh, because they both teams can score because they have sort of crappy D's. So, but I think Arizona will keep themselves in it within five points. Man, this game would have been good had Aaron Rodgers been here, but he's not. Eagles are five and out. Oh, the Jets are two and three. Hey, but everyone's talking old Zachy Wilson, huh? You should be talking about that defense uh, because he's just sort of helping them get by. Uh, 425 in the East Coast in this one. Eagles are favored by seven. Uh, over under is 41. Um, weather again can be crappy on the East Coast. Um, and you got to wonder, you know, what's how the Jets can stay in this one. Also, Philadelphia is this, you know, they're going to face a tough defense for the first time in this one. Uh, could this be the one where, where you know, the, the pressure finally gets to Jalen Hurts and, and the Jets defense is able to put something together here? Well, it's tough. Again, they had DJ Reed's injured. I think Sauce Gardner's questionable to play. So, again, if you don't have your two top two corners against that team yeah. with their top two receivers, like, you're toast. Again, the, the as good as the Jets have, they haven't been, like, sack crazy. They haven't really gotten to the quarterback as much as you would have thought, like, yeah. as good as Quentin Williams is. They haven't really been that dominant in that, that as dominant as they talked themselves up that they were going to be. They haven't really been it. And I think the fact that you're going to have Zach Wilson going against a tough Philly D, mm-hmm. it's going to be able to get pressure on him, make him make mistakes. He's been better, but now this is the game where Zach Wilson has to prove it because if he just goes out and has his classic Zach Wilson game, then you just shrug your shoulders and you're like, All right, this is it. But if he can come out and be competitive, keep this game close, like even, even if they lose, I think this is the game when he does it against crappy teams who cares right yeah you know he was competitive against kansas city he was competitive you know they won last week um against denver that doesn't really mean much he still did some stupid plays but to me this is the one you gotta you gotta show up uh but i think philly's too good i think what's the line did you say uh seven seven i think the jets can keep it close because i think that d is that is yeah. that good at just messing around with the top quarterbacks like Josh Allen struggled. Mahomes struggled. So as long as uh, Sauce Gardner plays, I think the Jets can keep it close because I think Philly still is struggling to find their feet. Um, so I'm going to go maybe – I'm going to go 24 to 18. I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I mean, for crappy Philly. weather, okay. defense. I mean, Vera Tucker's out, but uh, makes it tough, you know, for the Jets to block with that defense coming through. Um I think also with, again, I mentioned earlier, Philadelphia playing Miami next week. Yeah, you sort of look, you're looking ahead to that one. I mean, it would be one thing if they were Aaron Rodgers here. I, the defense will keep it in check, but again, the weather, yeah, I think it's going to be a miserable night, but I still have Philadelphia winning, just the Jets covering it. I've got it 21 to 16. Uh, under, take the under in that one. Then we head to the big Sunday nighter. I know Ryan will be staying up for this one. The New York Giants <laughs> are one and four. 
They're taking on the Buffalo Bills at three and two. This one will be hitting us in the UK at 1.20 in the morning. Bills are favored by 14. The total over under is 45. Buffalo, after getting embarrassed in London last week, I watched some of the Bills media. Uh, they're not happy about London. Um, no. So, uh, you know, Buffalo. They hate London, home. too. They hate London. They, oh, no, yeah. They're, now, they're, anti, they're anti-monarchists now. They're just like. It's funny because I've got, you know, I've got some. I can flip onto some Buffalo news channels and Buffalo sports channels. And yeah, they, they talk like, we're not sending that team there anymore. That's our last time. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, and your wing and your wings suck too. Yeah, and oh, they did. They did mention the food sucked on one of the things. Anyway, um, um so Buffalo uh, at home, uh, the Battle of New York. I mean, this is the least excited I've been for a Bills game in years. Like I yeah. most weeks, I'll like I get excited and I'm like listening to Bills podcasts. I haven't listened to anything this week because I'm like it just doesn't even feel like this is going to be a fun game to even watch. Like, yeah, you feel, the only thing that's kind of fun is Tyron Taylor's playing. Taylor's yeah. little revenge back he'll against get, he'll Buffalo. Get cheered so, on, but yeah, he'll get a. I think he'll get a great response. He's the one yeah, that sure. that got him out of that playoff drought seventeen years, yeah. and he was the guy who did it. So hopefully they give him a nice standing ovation because he deserves it. He's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to be able to kind of keep it at least not fourteen's way too much, especially yeah. with the injuries to Tre'Davious White, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, and especially if Saquon plays. Like I definitely think a uh, way Daniel Jones has been playing. Tyrod's probably a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you, for the team. Yeah. Maybe he's a little bit more agile. Can he can hit the deep ball much better than Daniel Jones? But I just think again, Bills, like you said, they're pissed after last week. They're going to want to put on a show for their home crowd yeah. in prime time. That defensive line is is it's going to have wreak havoc on the Giants because the Giants' yeah. offensive line is just bad. And so Von Miller is going to be just kind of licking his chops. So. I think I think Buffalo wins uh, pretty easily, but I'm going to go 33 to 20. So I'm going to just pick just uh, the, the, the Giants, Giants just to just cover, squeak a cover, squeeze do, out a cover. I do not think the Giants will cover. <laughs> I think this is going to be just going to be a blow. Just a probably beating. will be just a prime time beating uh, because you know even if you get down, how are you going to come back? You going to throw a deep ball? No, you're not. You know, like as long as Josh Allen doesn't go hero ball in this one, as long as he's like, I'm just going to force it and do stuff, he's still going to play smart quarterback. He can't be angry. He can't be vindictive. We've seen enough of that in the past of the weeks. So I'm hoping that he doesn't, you know, try to be the hero. But I still see Buffalo. It's just too much, you know, running, passing yeah. everything. And just having that embarrassing loss, you know, when you're sitting at three and two, um, yeah, you really want to separate here. here. So Yeah, you got to kind of get some wins now. So the next three, I think the Bills have, I think it's like the Bucks, the Giants, and the Patriots. So yeah. win these they win these three, you're six and two, feeling pretty good going into Cincinnati games. So yeah, um, yeah these are must wins. I think, yeah, like you said. The only thing I'll say is that why it could be close is Dayball, at least as years of practicing against this defense, yep. knows Josh Allen, knows these weapons. So I'm thinking maybe there's he could do something to slow him down. Yeah. But again, Buffalo's offense wasn't great last week. We forgot it was great two weeks ago against Miami. I'm really stunk last yeah. week. So I'm not sure they've got this all figured out. So we'll we'll see. I need to after last week's bad taste in my mouth. I need to see better. Well, we'll see. we'll we'll see. But it's going to be at home and it's grass and uh, they're not going to break their ankles. Hopefully, the final game we have is the Monday nighter. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are struggling at three and two. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers are coming off. They're also struggling, but they're coming off a bye. They're two and two as well. The Cowboys only favored by two points in this one. 
It's in uh, San Diego. Oh my gosh, sorry, Los Angeles. Oh. The total is so 49. it's a Dallas home game. So it's a Pretty Dallas much. home game. Yeah. It's 49 and a half points uh, for this one. Obviously, Dallas, after getting smacked apart by the 49ers last week, looking to rebound. And I mean, I think everyone's wondering what the heck happened to the Chargers defense that everyone's expecting. Uh, Chargers at home, Dallas angry. How do you like this one on a Monday night? Um, I'm going to take Dallas. I think from the beat down, even though the Chargers had the week and yeah, their defense is better, but their defense only looked good because Cleo Mack got six sacks in one mm-hmm. game because against that Raider team. So I wasn't as like, it was just that game was just embarrassing to watch uh, if you're the Raiders because it was yeah. just every time it went back, he was getting sacked. So again, I don't see that happening against Dallas. I think, again, Dallas got embarrassed on national television last week, 42-10. So I think, you know, Mike McCarthy's got to fight. If he gets goes out here and gives up another 30 with this defense, that's supposed to be your, you know, yeah. Michael Parsons is a bit angry after giving up 40. And I think this Dallas team, even though, I again, these are like literally my two most hated coaches in the whole NFL, Brandon Staley and, and yeah. Mike McCarthy. Two of the dumbest. So we're going to see some brilliant decisions in this game. I have a good feeling we're going to see some excellent game yeah. management. Some uh, Tuesday morning where we're shaking our Yeah, heads. you know. Yeah. So uh, I, I think Dallas will win. I, I'm really upset, disappointed in, in Tony Pollard because all we heard this year is how Tony Pollard's going to just destroy the league. And I don't even think I've heard his name this year. Yeah. He's been pretty invisible, especially the last couple of weeks. So he's got to have a big game because right now. They, they got nothing. C.D. Lamb doesn't look like they're on the same page. And Dak's got to have a bounce back game where he's going to be running out of town soon. Yeah. So especially with his contract. So but so I think Dallas is going to win the squeak out of victory. I think it's going to be close because I think Herbert and that often like Herbert's still missing Mike Williams. He doesn't have that yeah. many weapons. So he's going to have to chuck it up a lot. And Michael Parsons is going to be breathing down his throat. So I'm going to go uh, 27 to 24. I'm going to go the Dallas wins. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dallas that embarrassing last week, and they are going to have to open it up. I just worry about these Chargers because, I mean, they can score a lot, but they just, you score a lot and lose. And you score a lot and yeah. lose. And it's it's those last-minute boneheaded coach decisions, which will probably screw them again. Um, despite coming off of a bye, uh, I still like Dallas here, just, just because of that anger factor, that embarrassing factor. Um, so I have Dallas to win 31-26. to 26. Uh, five point, lots of points in this one, lots and lots of points. Uh, that's it for our week six predictions. Everyone, are you going to the game? Uh, are you going to the game? Uh, have lots of fun. Uh, there is a cruise that we're helping with Tail Greeter. Uh, they've got a cruise around Thames River. We'll put that up on the on the website as well, up on the social media posts if you want to do that as well. Uh, folks, that's it for this podcast. Thanks a lot for listening for this one. I hope you enjoy the games, and if you are going to the game, have fun.